I started taking every customer very, very seriously. Even a single order will come, I'll call him. I'll, you know, at the time of delivery, the product is delayed. I'll call him. I'll I'm talking about the initial pain days, and and the post delivery, I'll call him. Hey, everything is good or not? So three days, I'll check up. So we have like, I I used to do like five to six calls, uh, to a customer which are outbound calls where the customer is not expecting work from me. Hello, welcome to another episode of Stars and Startups with me, Varun Bhumi. If you're a first-time listener, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. All links can be found in the show notes. We have Ankit Garg of Wakefit on the show today. Wakefit is a brand that has been offering Indian customers the ability to buy a mattress online and have it delivered at their homes at a very affordable price, bringing down the cost of upgrading old mattresses easy and extremely affordable. Ankit is an IIT rookie graduate who was at Bayer Chemicals. and as you will discover during this podcast he has wanted to create a brand that is truly generational if you haven't heard of wakefit i'll be truly surprised because if you've been looking for a mattress recently you definitely found wakefit with thousands of reviews on amazon at this point so uh, here's that story we discuss a lot of fun things including starting up and creating the mattress brand so let's say hi to ankit and welcome to the show Uh, hey Ankit, welcome to Stars and Startups. Hey, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for the kind introduction. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. You know, uh, in in uh, you know the last five years, I've bought a mattress uh, three times, and uh, uh, Wakefit was part of the consideration set, right? Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not a consumer, but mm-hmm. I was amazed at uh, how mattress purchases have gone online. and the more interesting part is very few products on amazon that you see have so many thousand reviews right uh, you would probably find some products with a few hundred reviews maybe uh, you know uh, products that you buy so much more often uh, where you know people are engaging more often but i was amazed to see you know kind of a a listing for a mattress uh, with Uh, i think the most recent number was 15000 plus reviews and what is more interesting was that it had such a high rating and even more interesting was that people don't buy mattresses that often right at least that's my perception of mattresses right um and my understanding the function of a mattress review is that there are uh, you know you'll have a, a fraction of all purchases who leave a review right not every purchase results in a review so that means the number of orders you're probably getting on this mattress so firstly i would like to uh, i like you to break it down for me <laughs> what is it to sell a mattress on amazon i think i'll answer that but in return you'll have to answer me another question that you said you did not buy this mattress anyways <laughs> so i'll just start with this uh, see uh, in the last 5 years i think the whole i would say it's a tectonic shift in the purchasing behavior of the people online for the mattress specifically is is the industry uh, when i started way back in 2015 uh, the industry was hardly 0.1% 0.2% of overall of you know overall business just 0.1% or something like that used to go online but i think today if you look at the number the numbers are astonishing uh, numbers is see if you look at the organized market i think about 10% of the overall organized market is online. so you can imagine 
you know what you were thinking probably is it's slightly off in the number that you know there are thousands and thousands of the matters which are getting sold every day in fact to give you some numbers we sell about uh, 1500 matters every day so there's a quite a huge number for you to know you know uh, look at the look at the overall size of the business uh, that is one second is uh, uh, the number of reviews on amazon uh, and the rating of the amazon these are two slightly different things uh, obviously they are interconnected but i will break it for you uh, so the number of people uh, the the number of reviews on amazon are directly proportional to the number of months or years that you have spent on that platform because it, the older or the more the number of customers are the chances of you having more so we have been there on amazon for 5 years plus i think it's about 6 years now because i started in december 2014 so it's 6 years plus that i have been on amazon uh, if you look at any new brand which is let's say a closest competitor to me they are about 2 years old 1 year old 1 and a half year old so you could clearly see that the reason for the uh, you know huge difference between the number of users because we have been there on the platform for very very long time so so the ratings uh, i i was telling the story that you know how did i how did i ensure that the rating was good also very good on amazon i think it goes to my first startup and uh, i started my first company it failed miserably i lost all my money i think i lost my confidence everything was shattered so it kind of developed a, a sort of a fear in me that you know the customers are not really willing to buy a product at the price that you want to sell and the kind of services that you're offering you're going to get screwed up right so you got afraid so what happened on amazon is that you know because of that prior experience of mine i started taking every customer very very seriously like even a single order will come i'll call him i'll you know at the time of delivery the product is delayed i'll call him up i'm talking about the initial beginning days and and the post delivery i'll call him hey everything is good or not after 15 days i'll check up so we have like i, I used to do like five to six calls uh to a customer which are outbound calls where the customer is not expecting work from me just to check out if everything is okay or not because of this sheer amount of fear the customer is not happy then my company might go for toss see so that was a seed in my thought process which came in and eventually what happened is the next set of people which i started getting on into my team they started learning from me what i do and that became a standard side process so now because of and then now you call it customer centricity you now you call it voice of customer customer excellence you know so many words there so essentially what i was doing here that because of this i created a company around which is really customer centric and and we we do more number of outbound calls than the number of inbound calls to figure out if customers are active or not uh, to just give you some numbers uh, uh, we have about 250 people in my team which do only the outbound calls to the customer just to check out hey are you comfortable using our product right so so that's a that's a gene and this kind of reflects to the kind of a rating and uh, we've been able to get on that so that's all that's all pretty much this one <laughs> so you said that you spent um, you know the, the the number of ratings is a function of how much time you've spent on the platform right uh, okay. that also means that your ortho product uh, the ortho matters that i was referring to before uh, has been on the platform for a very very long time right um, and probably is one of your best sellers right um, so was that the first product you launched um, on on amazon and was amazon the only uh, uh, you know platform you started with uh, what is that journey like so i i know spike products at that point of time i just like a typical mattress company i was trying to imitate their offering so i had spring mattress latex mattress coil mattress foam mattress memory foam mattress like a lot of five types and then uh, at the same part of time you know, because of this 
continuous calling the customers in fact you know initially i used to travel in my car and go to customer house to take the feedback you know because sometimes i thought taking a very detailed feedback from a customer would help me improve a lot in fact that helped me in the beginning uh, so uh, what i started getting very constant of, so there was this was an observation that you know lot and lot more people loved automatics uh, very few loved discipline matters and then latest matters were also like but people didn't want to pay so much money for automatics so based on those conversations uh, conversations experiences the return you look at the return data for your products uh, so many stuff we figured out that automatics is something which is just most loved by people in fact one true learning that came out of that uh, exercise was that people are not really looking forward to number of choices on the product like they don't want you to have green color blue color 6 inches 8 inches 5 uh, layers of foam 3 layers of spring and 2 layers so they don't want you to complex things right at the end of the day what they're looking for is a comfortable sleep can you offer a comfortable sleep that's all they want right so you really don't have to complex the purchase behavior for a customer like you know walk into a showroom today today if you go to a typical offline store you'll find out the moment you enter you you first have to count the number of colors in this mattress available then you go inside what all different types are available then you go in different qualities in the types are available <coughs> so you can create as number of complexity you want but i think we, i i got it very early that you know i have to really make sure that you know the customers are looking for comfort not looking for mattress i have to design my mattress according to the customer's comfort so that's this would led to a very quick learning that you know automatically something that people are looking for to a captain improving year on year um, just like an iphone i said very often like if iphone can upgrade from 5 to 6 to 7 to 8 to 10 why can't a mattress upgrade to uh, let's say or to 1 2 3 4 5 like because you know that's what so today we have about 17th uh, iteration of the product which is running right now so every quarter we sort of change the mattress and in the last quarter whatever we have learned from the customer that hey, this is a problem that is facing we adapt the problems and create a solution and then you know make sure that this doesn't happen again so i think that is what has kept us always ahead of the curve because if you look at the offline people they don't have a medium as such uh, to to collect the data of the customer and you know speak to them and figure out what is wrong what is right but as an online company uh, we always had a way to connect and i think we went a very fundamental way of you know, meeting customers in person calling them taking their time on sundays and saturdays meeting them all that so i think we got a very rich data which also reflects in the ratings i mean it's not it's not just you know amount of time or let's say you being very afraid of customer not being happy it's also about what you're observing constantly and what you're giving back to the product because of those learnings. so you're a chemical engineer right uh and you have identified a way in which to improve the product uh you know constantly mm-hmm. is there a f- framework that you're using uh, from a product standpoint to translate that feedback into a product yeah yeah that's all i do uh, basically i'm a physical product manager <laughs> so if you physical means i i i product manage the matters my product the real product not the website of the product or app of the product <laughs> so what i do is i i, I take these feedbacks very very seriously like everything for example uh, the way that we pack our mattresses today are really inspired by some of the feedbacks given by people for example some people said so earlier i used to give them white gunny bag you would have seen that guy white sag uh, the cover that used to you would have seen right yeah, uh, yeah. when i i used to deliver mattresses in those kind of white sags and when i pleased the customers out they said hey i want to give you feedback yeah please tell me they said uh, 
the moment I received the mattress, it looked like it came from a local shop from third class mattress. I said, why? Why did you think so? He said, because it came in a white gunny sack bag. Oh, I said, okay. <laughs> so you then have to solve the packaging in order for the people to feel that it's really coming from a trusted source. That is one of, this is one of the learnings. Right? Similarly, uh, a lot of people said that, you know, I, I wake up in the morning, I feel my back is stressed. Uh, a lot of people said that, you know, if when it is a peak summer time, let's say somebody in Chennai, uh, I don't I don't really feel uh, uh, comfortable because there's a lot of heat uh, and I sweat the night. So can you do something about it? So then people said, I need a softer matter. People said, I have a pregnant wife. Uh, can you ensure that, you know, when we are sleeping together on the wife, the you know, wife gets some more and more amount of comfort because generally women tends to get um, back pain issues in, at the time of pregnancy. Like, so these are the so many issues I got to know which are which can you can directly relate to the mechanical properties of the foam, which is used inside the mattress. For example, if you have to make the mattress more breathable, yeah. let's say the person who's sleeping in Chennai, and so yeah. it's a month it's April and it's very hot. What you can do is you can make the cells of the mattress more bigger so that the ventilation of the cells is very big. So I started reticulation of the cells and I started making them bigger and bigger so that more and more air can press past them. So this is one thing that I learned. This is one of the examples. Like say, another example would be very clear with this. People said, hey, I've seen mattresses, you know, generally people keep mattresses for five years to 10 years, somewhere in between. And in any part of their life, they would have sipped a coffee or a cold drink or, or a tea on the on the bed and that it would have definitely slipped over the mattress, right? And you you will see that patch remains forever with you. <laughs> and that doesn't go off because the mattress cover even a table. So that was a learning. What I did is I, I made a zipper cover, which is a removable cover on the mattress. Now you can remove that cover, wash it in the machine, remove that patch and again put it back. So you're able to maintain hygiene. Right? These are the very small, small things that you keep on learning from while talking to the customers. So I'm a I'm a freak in that way. Like I, I ensure that every feedback, if it is a countable feedback, you can really find a decent number of people are feeling bad about it. I ensure that you know the next iteration of the product should not happen. Do you translate some of these learnings as separate products, or does it go to the main product itself? Um, you know that you're uh, able to yeah. sell as a separate uh, with a separate property. Yeah. So. Uh, and so now that we have extended, you would have noticed on the website, we are not just a mattress company. We have started sleep accessories like bed sheets, pillows, protectors, comforters. And now we have entered into mainstream furniture business where we are selling sofas, beds, dinings, coffees, chairs, stubble. We become full-fledged home solutions company now. So imagine your home. Imagine you give us a forward, we give you the home sort of thing. Like everything under the roof. So that is what we are trying to bring upon. And then uh, what I realized, uh, Varun, is that Every product has a different journey. Every product has a different uh, need of a customer to fill. So it is not necessary that what you learn in one product could actually be copied in the second product, right? Of course, you'll have to build the fundamentals. Like fundam- so I, I take very solid fundamentals. One is customer has to be happy. That is unsaid. We have to listen to the customer very closely every day, every hour. And that feedback has to be, again, worked upon in the next iteration that you're building. So that is the second thing. Third is you have to ensure that the quality of the products are really, really nice that people really should throw off your product only if they're bored. They should not throw it because it's broken or you know it's not comfortable or anything like that. You should only throw it when you're bored. The fourth problem, the fourth fundamental is that you you have to be humble to the customer. You have to be connected to the customer. You have to listen to the customer. So all in all, if you notice all these four points are all around customer centricity. So I ensure that you know, everything is very, very customer centric in 
accepting the feedback receiving the feedback speaking to them giving them the right experience of the product just of like that so this is the fundamental i have taken which is uh, transferred to each of the uh, product category that we own be it a sofa or a dining or a coffee or a tv unit uh, but every product has its own set of problems like a, a, a problem in a sofa would be very different than a problem in a mattress so you have to look at each and every product go deep dive talk to the customer and figure out what is wrong and solve it so i go so i'm, I'm more spontaneous in that way i try to launch things quite early and then in the next 3 months we go very very close to the customers just to learn what did we do wrong then we bring a new iteration then again we go to this so it's a very repetitive process of constantly being very close to the customer listening to them and then again working out back in parts so eventually in 2 years or 3 years of time you reach a place where more than 90% of the customers are happy so that i think we are in a very early stage we feel uh, because of some learnings in the matter that we have done a decent job in furniture but there's a lot more to be done and i feel uh, to to really break the furniture industry in india which is which is 90% unorganized you really got to work on when when did you start diversifying right because uh, you know you said you sell about 100 uh, 1500 mattresses a day uh, at the moment yeah. which is a phenomenal number right uh, and and i'm guessing that just uh, tip of the iceberg and there's a lot more to be done uh, in the mattress space itself right um, yeah. is this a function of the market that you need to be in more categories uh, to be able to get the brand out there or uh, there was another purpose for going uh, down this path yeah so uh, for for us uh, what we realized is that you know in in the last 4 years so this whole concept of furniture started coming in uh, last year i guess it was 2019 and somewhere in the month of january february we said if we wanted to just launch the extended products products for example somebody buying a mattress can we launch a bag like it was so organic for us to kind of figure out like let's launch the bed there's nothing wrong with it so we launched the bed and started seeing how customers react to for us selling it on that so we did then that was pretty much organic like sofa is very distinct product so this happened during the corona time i think uh, everybody was uh, sitting at home nobody was you know thinking of business because it was in god's hand and we did not know what is going to happen right so so we used to have every day meeting like what we have on saturday these days we have every day senior leadership team meeting for two hours three hours just brainstorming whenever the market opens up what do we do what's the strategy i think that part of the strategy it came out that you know we have to build furniture as a category i'll tell you why it came out the furniture as a category it came out because if we when we reflected on the last four years of exit what we have realized is that we have learned or probably have kind of understood the path to build a profitable product so it's not only the matter that you know that matters what we learned is how to really create a product category online so i think all those learnings were very very strong the moment we started discussing more and more like do we really know how to build a sofa category do we really know i think the answer started coming up very strong that we are essentially not a company where uh, uh, we know this is what we know like we knew the process how to build the product so we knew the process of building a super nice product for a customer right so i think that made us get into the furniture because we also knew that you know matter is still a very small market to look into but furniture is something which is highly broken very fragmented with different set of customers everybody needs furniture and then the market size is probably 20 times the size of the matter so it was very very organic for us to kind of tap into a bigger market and then we know the process so it was mostly organic i would say 
you're selling a product that has uh, a need uh, of of you know pe- people that experience it right even if you look at uh, uh, india wherever people want to touch it press it sit on it sleep on it right they want to do all of that and how has this changed uh, you know in the last half a decade while you're doing this um you know for people to say okay i saw this ad online i am now ready to buy a mattress and i'm going to place an order so i'll, I'll actually tell you this is very different than what you and me thought i used to also think like that and you're probably thinking like that uh, most of the mattress business earlier also today also used to happen through word of mouth like if for example somebody in your family bought a x brand mattress you will happen to call him hey i came to your house i sat on that mattress some day because generally in a house like it's very traditional that people sit on the mattress even if the guest comes right so far yeah. still a still a far away thing in many of the families people come sit in the bedroom they talk right so people used to say hey i sat on your mattress seemed very 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 nice hey i went to that hotel i slept in that hotel you know that was a very nice fluffy mattress on it so people people kind of make a memory of a mattress in their head and whenever it comes to them they they have to buy a mattress generally they knock the door where they have liked the most so what happened is obviously initially there was a lot like there are very few people who who like to buy mattresses online so and i clicked on it and bought it there are very very few people but what happens over a period of time is, is that the set grows because of the organic nature of it for example as i said like it's not a frequent uh, purchase behavior i tell you some of the facts here so if somebody purchases a mattress from bakefit we have seen he or she informed at least four or five people to buy mattress from us so that is how we get forex like right? we know if we sell it to you sell for more if the product is good the service is good and everything is good like whole experience is good so that's why we have been very very bang on in ensuring that the insurance the the experience of buying a product using the product ordering the product has to be top notch because we know you you are you are going to be my salesman right you are going to inform a lot more people in your influence and when they are going to come to your house so i've seen couple of stuff i'll give you some example right so i used to meet friends ka friends and i used to hear their stories uh, until now i hear the story some people would say hey like for example there's a guy called anuj he's a college friend of mine and he has a friend in his hometown called jamnagar uh, so he got uh, his friend called me to his house for some party you know they were having some some fun, some fun and suddenly he said hey anuj come i'll show you something amazing so he took him to the box, uh, through the bedroom he made him feel he feel this mattress do you find it something different he said yeah yeah something is different where did you buy it from he said wait and this guy said hey he's my friend <laughs> so so many so what happens is that sleep is something which is very underrated in india but let's say if you get the comfort you speak a lot more about it this is this is true for every product for example like a brand can only be made by word of mouth that is what we believe and that is that is something if you crack really well i think there's always a growth that is which is waiting for you i think for us online was just a medium to get into it online was just a medium to uh, kind of let people know hey we exist but most of our sale happens when they validate hey i looked at this matter do you have it in house he said yeah i have it hey i've seen this matters online uh, and i got 15000 reviews on amazon can you believe it they say yeah, i bought it yeah it is true right so so people do a lot of validation of what they see on it they just don't go and buy it online i think the whole amount of shiftable matters so if you look at furniture furniture just mostly person of the overall full furniture market in india as an online market but matters from 10% because 
matters is something where people really want to check yeah. not by visiting a store of course you visit a store but you also like to talk to somebody where you have experienced it and that previous person is you with it most likely you know it so that's how it went pretty much uh, like that so yeah. um you know uh, the technology itself of a mattress right um, is uh, has a lot changed there because i mean you i think like a, a foam the technology of foam has uh, definitely not changed a lot in in the last uh, you know many years right um is there some innovation here uh, that is propelling uh, the business um, you know and, and that we're able to bring to the front so uh, i i see if, if you call innovation like somebody create a new type of foam altogether i don't think that's happening at all right it says a very common technology is a commodity it has been made for almost 30 40 years very consistently people are making it and of course there are advancement advancement in foam technology every year but the advancements are not something which are very very highly innovative right something out of the it's very very like i improved this property of the foam i i, I degraded this quality of the foam i i created a little different type of a structure in the foam so this is a very minuscule sort of advancement practice. but what i've seen is that uh, uh most of the advancements are happening which are related to calibrate into what people need for example if if a customer says i need a mattress which is more fluffier which is more supportive to the back so people have started changing their formulation according to the customer need earlier so i'll give you some very classic example or name and way to understand it you know earlier what used to happen in the typical companies uh, offline companies in india in mattress industry is that they had a laboratory they created a mattress inside the laboratory and then they used to give it to a customer right yeah. so the customer has to keep on buying that mattress because that is what is available and there was no feedback loop for these brands to kind of speak to the customer and figure out because everything they thought what we are building is the best this is what the market should buy and the people used to buy right now it has become very vocal like people have started sharing their concerns on twitter facebook they even reach on linkedin they write an email to you they phone call you they whatsapp you they so they will tell you what is wrong with me right so being online is something that so which has made these people started also so in the whole traditional matter industry people have started getting to listen much more than earlier now a person directly writes an email to the ceo of some let's say big company and then he realizes hey the product that you created is creating this problem so then he becomes very serious about it and then he starts calibrating his product so there's no innovation i think people are more and more adapting to what people really like that's what i'm saying got it no i mean uh, because i i remember a few years back and, and i was in the us uh, and somebody said oh you know uh, this is a nasa technology foam right and i was like for a moment i thought like what has really changed what's what's different that this foam has gone to the moon and back right i i wasn't sure you know what they're referring to and i started digging a little bit and uh, you know i mean it's just that that particular foam etc that formulation was something that they used but reality is you know uh, it, it's not that different from anything that's being used commercially like you just pointed out um so with the indian audience in mind uh, you know from the first version that you put out and to the to the options you have right now um has there has there been any uh, uh, you know like you said there are some customers who want it for for their pregnant wife uh, for you know the better weather uh, so there are there are different formulations that you've created in the foam uh, thing um 
does all of this get made in the same kind of setup or do you need like separate uh, you know setups for each of these no i don't think you need a separate setup only what you need is a laboratory to kind of work. so it's it's an iterative process of you let's say listen to a customer that this is what they want you go to a laboratory create a product then go to a mass production facility test it out to the new set of customers in the same place whether they really find the problem or not which was pointed out earlier and then you again repeat the process so same product same machines same raw materials only minor tweaks that you for example let's say uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 let's say 1 is very very soft and 10 is extremely hard so earlier your matter was let's say on a rating of 5 which means it's a medium soft and then people give you the feedback that hey i i need a medium firm matter so what you did is you actually changed from 5 to 7 so that shift is not uh, a shift which you cannot do in the same set of lines that you have if you more or less you are calibrating a little bit here and there just to figure out the right control so but but what i've seen in addition to that is that the adoption of the adoption of the new types of matters is very very heavy like we are when you say ortho is a memory foam matters uh, earlier way back about let's say 5 years back uh, memory foam matters would hardly be 1% of the overall market Uh, but today i think we are about 7 to 8% of the which i guess is of course a definite uh, change in types of you know, the kind of foam so the foam was always always available in the market but people really didn't like it or even even if they liked it it was so costly but i think we made it very very affordable we we started producing in bulk uh, we started uh, distributing in bulk so all of that kind of gave us a lot of cost benefits and we passed on to the customer so it became a common thing something like something like cars right so the cars were earlier not really adapted the 800 was something that people used to love now people have migrated to SUVs and all so you know it, it's a very similar story so the technology existed tires existed engines existed drivers existed everything existed but just people modified to what people want ankit you brought up this uh, point where you're saying you know now about 7% of the audience uh, you know buy uh, a foam mattress um even today a lot of people don't believe that foam mattresses can actually give you the sleep that you're looking for right uh, there's a huge segment that still uh, you know kind of shit on the foam mattress saying you know it's bad for you it, it's just not good for your life uh, bad for your back uh, so on and and they continue to sell the coir mattresses of course the coir also has a layer of foam on top of it which they don't talk about uh, right there is there are layers of that coir just forms a part of it think of it as a filler or something right um what what would you say to them what what is it that you know you're able to do with foam that they're not able to achieve with that and and where do you see the market going yeah. i think uh, i i i i would like to uh, i would like to tell a story you know what happens is even if you go to youtube today Uh, it's, it's very common in the mattress market. See what happens is there are some brands who are very famous in making uh, natural latex mattresses. There are some brands who are very famous in making memory foam mattresses. Some brands in let's say a spring and some brands are in very famous in making coir mattresses. Right? If you go look at the videos that these brands have posted in the online media, let's say YouTube, a coir mattress would have said everything beautiful about the coir, and then everything else is a shit. Similarly, a spring I have said the same thing. The memory foam and the latex, right? So, what happens is uh, the moment whichever video you come across, you make up your opinion based on that, right? So it's it's very very artificial. It's like 
it's the negativity of the online world there's every everybody has an opinion that opinion format make an opinion right so there's a unfortunate part where you listen to a lot of people and then you get influenced and you don't know whether this guy is an expert or not so unfortunately this is the same thing happening in the phone matters market or any market for say that people in india are taking us from the people who are really not the experts i would suggest you you deep dive more you learn more you really understand why phone is bad or good for you and then i think you should take an informed decision uh, and, and and at least in the today's world where where everything is online you can just do a couple of google searches you can go to amazon read a lot of reviews that people are going to different types of matters you can make your own informed decision rather than getting convinced by you know some some random guy telling you some random shit so i think this is what i would say well you haven't answered my question <laughs> which is you know what uh is there really a difference right because i think where the confusion happens is that you know mm-hmm. uh, there is there is a product which is coir matters or spring matters which has been around mm-hmm. for a long, right uh, uh-huh. now uh-huh. home has become kind of you know obviously uh, uh, preferred by dtc D- direct to consumer brands like yourself because easier uh-huh. to ship to the customer and so on right okay. Yeah. now there is obviously this traditional law wisdom that people have had because they've been using for a long time saying no this is the best one because i've been using it for 30 years right or i've been uh-huh. using it for 50 years and i've had no problem with coir why foam today uh-huh. and i think that's yeah. the point of debate right you're saying you know one's better than the other but then how does yeah. one you know i mean of course reviews will say okay i got this mattress now and it's beautiful i i use a foam mattress myself right now i can say no no there's no problem so but how does yeah. one decide that one's better than the other see uh, i can give you some technical points to look at uh, one thing that we have we all should understand is uh, a lot of people say coir mattress is a natural product so that is why it is it is naturally beautiful it gives you those magical feelings and all that but the truth is coir is natural but the coir mattress is not natural so the making of a coir if you look at you google and they find out you know how the coir mattresses are made you'll be surprised to see this tremendous amount of chemicals in fact a lot of people in india people use uh, urea formaldehyde which is carcinogenic in nature and if you go to any coir manufacturing facility you might not be able to stand there because there's so much of smell so much of harmful chemicals are at people are adding up just because coir is a natural product so they everybody believes you know it's a, it's a natural but it's not that that is one thing second is we also should understand if there is any natural product be it cotton or be it coir the moment you are giving strength to the natural product through an artificial glue right in the so the tree doesn't produce matter right tree produces the fine parts of coir and then you glue them to make, give them a shape of a uh, the matters but if you notice closely inside cell structure of those uh, uh the coil you will see one stick of coil is stuck to the second stick of the coil the third stick and fourth stick the fifth stick what is holding them together is a mere glue that adhesive so if it is a artificial it is not a original natural glue then what happens is the cell starts breaking as you keep on jumping on the mat so that is why you will notice if you are using a coil mattress it will be like a boat it's like this yep. so this is your uh, hip area this is your head and this is your leg so it will become like a boat correct but that is because you are using a artificial product to manufacture a mattress frame which is important but if you look at the foam mattresses uh foam mattresses are very very versatile 
it will be really wrong to say a foam is a best product or foam is a worst product but it all depends on how do you really build the matters all together it's like a recipe right you you cooking let's say a chicken biryani for you so you can really create a worst kind of a chicken biryani or a great kind of but chicken is good biryani is good right <laughs> at, at the end of the day it's the manufacturer is the chef who's cooking the product similarly in the foam matter industry i'll give you some example which will really uh, which will tell you wow uh, so so foam is such a versatile material that in your shoes uh, shoe soles there's foam when you drive a car uh, the steering wheel has a foam the gear knob has a foam uh, the the dashboards have the foam the the roof liner that has a foam lot of times uh, people are making tires out of foam uh, which are which are puncture puncture proof tires uh, you you sit you use your laptop uh, below the keys you have foam uh the chairs that you sit on the seat of the chair is foam the back is the foam the handrest even that hard handrest that you feel is a foam this bicycle seat is a foam the cricket bat can also be made out of foam which is a really hard wood like exact replica of what you can create in foam so what i'm trying to tell you is foam is such a versatile material that you can make a really solid wood product like a bat cricket bat to a very cushioned product in the car where you're sitting comfortably on the cushion of it right so it depends so you can really formulate you can really play around uh, depending on what you really want to build for the customers but for any other product which exists in the nature be it a toy or a spring it is very very limited in terms of what you can play around with it so hence it always gives you that immense power to create a very, very wonderful product for you what you want you might have a bit very bad experience because you know the person who designed that phone for you probably is not the right person but it would really not be right to say that you know phone cannot be able i think you can really create wonderful class mattresses i'll give you some examples also in the last uh, when i started this wake fit about 5 years back uh, the phone as a overall market of the mattress was about about 40% and then about 30% of it uh, was square and then about uh, you know 15% was spring and then 15% was something else like mix of different stuff but now if you look at the last 5 years the coil mattress which is about 30% is now shrunk down to 15%. The spring has moved from 15% to let's say about 20% and the foam mattresses have become about 60% of the overall market. So which means if there is a organic shift of mattresses happening from one segment to another segment it cannot be a wrong product like nature doesn't allow it's a, it's a law of nature you cannot have a wrong product you know succeeding well year on year it has to be good product which means better engineers uh, better products better machineries uh, better ways of manufacturing the raw materials i think that all has got very very advanced and now you can really build a very classic good looking very comfortable mattress uh, using this. um so you brought up couple of interesting points right which was saying that you know a, a natural product obviously breaks down uh, you know goes through its uh, you know whole uh, process of degeneration right now in this in this scenario uh, foam obviously has a higher shelf life or even a a, a life uh, being utilized um and and i've read some numbers where i think every 10 to 12 years you need to change that mattress or or something of that sort is that because of hygiene reasons or is it because the foam because i i, I can't imagine the foam breaking down right because that's not how the structure is uh, i i think it's it's mostly about hygiene 
it is mostly about hygiene if you if you go to the countries like for example dubai dubai has a policy of five years that every five years you have to change the mattress and be it can be any mattress be it a foam or a spring or a coil or whatever maybe that every five years you have to change similarly in us you find different uh, different lifetimes of a different product but in, i think in india people are still you know they they use it till the time that they can maximum use it uh though there's nothing in continuing to use a product if it is worth fine for you all that you have to maintain is that the hygiene when you're sleeping on a mattress you sweat a lot in the night you produce a lot of toxins that all goes into your mattress if at all you can clean it maintain it properly if you have a ventilated room you can continue to use a mattress forever there's no there's no problem at all mm-hmm. 10 to 12 is probably a wrong uh, a wrong number maybe some of the people just you know out of the out of blue they give some gap but is is just anything <laughs> your kid can do tonight you your kid can pee tonight on a mattress and you might want to change it tomorrow <laughs> so there's no there's no saying of ten when you take this product which is you know uh, literally unbreakable and you don't need to change it for a long period of time uh venture investors are obviously not going to be very uh, happy with the fact that you don't have a repeat customer right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. from you know you've raised about 10 million plus from venture investors so far um you know as wake fit uh, how does this play into that narrative uh, you know what are the objections um, you know that you guys face uh, from from you know as being in the sleep market yeah yeah so i think of course there are apprehensions when somebody talks to us that you know what is the lifetime of your mattress and we say that hey, it can nothing can happen to the mattress after 20 years from today so they get surprised like is it really true that you know 20 years nothing will happen and they say yeah so technology is not nothing will happen to the mattress but then they ask the right question that you asked hey, what will happen to the customer he will not come back and shop it again right so this is a true problem and i think uh, uh, that is why we had to venture out into the different products as well because matters we really find you know, what we have made is a really very strong product and we don't need to change it very often until you are bored out of it uh then we had to go into sheep pet sheep business which is high frequency business then you had to go comfort business the dohers business which is about a year every year you change your quilts and quilts covers then pillows every every 18 months to 24 we you change your pillows uh simply then that's why we had to venture into the furniture also because the reason the furniture is also uh furniture is more trendy uh, every 5 years 10 years people taste change the change the kind of a furniture they have in the house so it was so this is a very strong problem that exists today if you're making a a product which can last for 20 years what would happen to the same customer i think we cannot change the the product we can we cannot make it inferior just because we think the market will not exist after 20 years but it's just that you need to find something else i'll give you some example classic example of this uh, and it is very simple to what we're doing i think there's a there's a machine called uh, eltendorf So the name of the machine is a German company, and they make a machine. It's a panel saw. It's called Altendorf, okay. and it is used for cutting the wood. So this gentleman, who's who's actually in charge in India for this company, he came and met me and said, uh, "Hey, you you requested for us to give us a quotation for this machine, and this is a quotation." I said, "Boy, this machine, what you're giving me is three times costlier than the alternative. Why would I even consider it?" and he said okay do you think you can spare one hour with me i said okay no problem i can he said come in my car i'll show you something he took me to a factory which is nearby and he showed me a machine which was 28 years old he said you know what when i sell it to you i feel bad because i cannot sell it to you <laughs> so so what i'm trying to tell you is the 
there's a there's a fun there's a there's a great thing in building a product which lasts for years and all because you you feel proud of building something like that but at the end of the day i think the market is always there there are always set of people who would not believe in you today and who would believe with you tomorrow so you as a company you always keep to grow but this is a good problem for you to have right this is something great you are doing for your business uh, when you creating a product which is so liked by people and it could exist for hundreds of years i think we so much on similarly we have done in the shisham wood the solid wood beds that we make out of jodhpur these are hard wood solid wood beds trust me you can continue to use it for 50 years you can continue to you so in fact we say that you know you can pass on to your generation and your generation can pass on to you, their next generation and the wood will still remain same like the the cord will remain same but that's the beauty of the product right i mean i cannot uh, i cannot sell it uh, stop myself to sell it because just it will last for 30 40 50 years it reminds the business we are I think it reminds me of uh, you know uh, I think our parents generation owned those big uh, uh, godrej cupboards right uh, the metal ones you know I, I'm so so strong so solid right that uh, it's very hard to even move out of your house <laughs> once it is in there uh-huh. right you got to move it from one room to the other probably uh, yeah. that's no, why I said uh, you have to really get bored of it to throw it <laughs> and i think people people get bored that's for sure that's what keeps us in business <laughs> well uh, it's good to good to aspire to create generational products you know when you uh, you know you have amazon as a platform and you're uh, you know selling uh, on a marketplace uh, is there ever uh, you know like a, a platform risk that you carry which is why now you're trying to migrate customers to coming onto wakefit.com and and buying other website Yeah, yeah it is true i think uh, see what happens is beyond a point uh, amazon can also not support you in your growth beyond a point you might want to grow at a speed which is better and bigger than what amazon could give it to you uh, at a point you might want to build a affection for your brand which probably amazon can do right there are so many things associated uh, it is not just a business or a dependency on the on the platform so what we do is uh, we we believe in a very long term goal we want to make sure that you know if if you buy my product today you for for years you should be praising us for any that you bought big fit right uh, that's a, that's a legacy that we want to create so in order to drive that it's a very conscious effort that we made in the direction of ensuring that you know we we have a direct attention to the customers uh, we we ensure that you know they're happy when they're working with us directly uh, on the flip side uh, what happens is uh, you know amazons and flipkart uh, uh, these are the good companies to be available upon uh, good country, companies to be you know serving the customers uh, but what i'm always i i found myself to be aspiring for uh, always is that uh, when you have direct relationship with a customer the relationship is much more deeper which means you can really hear much more much deeper understand them much better and hence you can build products which are much much better and much more connected to the customer i think it's it's like a it's like you're building a product for a customer and you don't know how this customer behaves and why he has come to you right so when you build your own platforms you know exactly in and out of what you're building i think that's also something which is very very important for a brand to build fantastic uh ankit th- thank you for taking the time to share the wakefit journey and and what you guys are up to um I I I definitely learned a lot of creating a generational brand. Uh thanks for being on the program. Thank you Varun, thank you. Nice to meet you.
Hi everyone, uh, welcome to another episode of Styles and Startups with me, Varun Bhumidi. Today, uh, we have a very interesting uh, startup founder, uh, Ankit. Uh, Ankit is the uh, co-founder of WakeFit. Um, if you guys haven't purchased a mattress uh, in the recent past, you probably haven't heard of the brand uh, WakeFit. But uh, if you have, uh, you would have probably seen the thousands of reviews on the Amazon listing that they have. Uh, for their orthopedic uh, mattresses that that Wakefit sells, uh, Ankit's a, a B Tech uh, from uh, IIT Roorkee. Uh, he uh, was uh, part of a, a chemical engineering company uh, by Bayer. Uh, I'm, I'm hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, and and he kind of used that learning to start the mattress company. And of course, we'll delve a little deeper uh, into all of that in this episode. Uh, so let's welcome uh, Ankit on the show. 